This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos, the Ohio Department of Agriculture's weekly podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Shelby Croft, and with me is Megan Harshberger. Hello listeners, welcome back to our favorite Friday conversation. Shelby, I feel like it's technically been a short week, but it feels like this week's been five weeks long. It does, exactly. I, I just said that to someone else. It, you know, it was four days, but felt like 10. So. Oh my gosh, it's just dragging. But I'm glad we're uh, here recording this podcast. We actually have a well, a pretty serious topic for, for everybody today. We're talking about the spotted lanternfly. Exactly. Spotted lanternfly it is an invasive pest that has made its way a couple different places in Ohio, but it's it's a serious concern for a number of reasons. Yes. And to talk about the spotted lanternfly with us today, we have our chief of our division of plant health. Dan Kenny is with us today. And then we have the owner of Kosichik Vineyards, which is east of Cleveland. We have Tony Kosichik with us. So thank you guys both for uh, being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks. Dan, we're, we'll start with you. Just in case people out there don't know what uh, the spotted lanternfly is, just give us an explanation about what it is and why it's so harmful. Sure. Well, spotted lanternfly is another invasive insect, uh, another to the long list of things that have have come to the country. Um, primary target or its primary uh, food source is an invasive tree as well called the Alanthus tree or tree of heaven. It was first noticed in Pennsylvania a few years back, and uh, it's since that time uh, been spreading and, and most recently has spread to Ohio. Uh, it's, a, it's a major concern for, for agriculture because it attacks vineyards, grapes, um, but also other crops like blueberries, hops. It's a concern for orchard growers and, uh, and can even affect understory trees in, in the forested area. It, likes, it can feed on walnut and some other things. So kind of a concern across the board. Last year in uh, 2020, we detected uh, SLF in Mingo Junction, which was the first uh, place in Ohio. And then here very recently, the big announcement last week was um, in Cleveland, the east side of Cleveland near Tony's Vineyard. Yeah, so so Tony, I do want your reaction to, you know, confirmed reports of the SLF. But first, if you just want to give us um, a little bit of knowledge about your vineyard. We are about 50 miles east of Cleveland. Um, we grow vinifera grapes as well as concords here on the family farm. Uh, my grandparents came to this farm in the 1920s as they immigrated to the United States. And uh, we are in our eighth year of being open as a winery. Wonderful. You said earlier you were corking some bottles. So, you know, of course, Shelby and I and probably Lauren <laughs> would love to have a taste at some point. <laughs> um, but but Tony, tell me when you heard last week, you know, ODA announced uh, SLF was in the Cleveland area. What was your... What, what are your thoughts? What's your reaction here? Well, we've been kind of going along all, all year long, just keeping it on the radar and, and keeping informed of what's happening and, and where the, the spotted lanternfly has been, um, has been found and hadn't been anywhere close to us until now. Now, when you're talking it on the east side of Cleveland, you know, it's 45 miles from here. 
So in my opinion, if it's 45 miles from here, it's probably here in the Grand River Valley, and we just haven't detected it as of yet. So Tony, you know, as a, an owner of a vineyard winery, what, how concerned are you about this? I mean, this, this is your business. This is your livelihood. This is probably one of the biggest challenges that, that the agricultural community in Ohio has come up against in a long while. This could devastate the vineyards. Um, it can come in and kill the grapes right off to where you'd have to buy all of your product out of state somewhere. We'd have to be importing grapes from uh, California from, and we probably can't go east because they're finding it everywhere in Pennsylvania and up along the east coast as well. So if we, um, if we don't have grapes to make wine out of, we have to go get them somewhere else. And unfortunately, that would be out of the state of Ohio. So, Dan, obviously the potential for for some devastation for that some of the ag community here. How do we, what do we do? You know, what are our next steps? How do we deal with this? Well, we're, what we are doing um, you know, in Ohio is we're continuing to survey. And, and our biggest asset in our efforts to survey is the general public and, and farmers and people that are out outside um, looking at trees and, fam and and anyone who can familiarize themselves with the with what SLF what spotted lanternfly looks like that's another force multiplier for us so you know we're doing a lot of survey work a lot of outreach work when we in these two areas where we've detected spotted lanternfly we're working with our partners and and we hope to be able to treat some of those areas to try to knock down those populations hopefully contain them um, some of that work is going on in Mingo Junction. Uh, just as of yesterday, we were completing some treatments down there. And uh, and that's been the approach going forward. But I think ultimately, you know, you know, it's going to be those best management practices that we can can employ in particular settings, whether it be an orchard or a vineyard or uh, wherever else uh, spotted lanternflies having an impact on yields. So can you explain a little bit more how this how this bug is treated, what what you all do? Yeah, there's um, there's a number of ways to treat um, the uh, the the eggs. First of all, the, the they're small masses. The egg masses can be scraped off and and physically controlled that way. Obviously, you can stomp on a bug. That's a, a way to control it too. But what we're we've been doing in uh, in the Mingo Junction area is really targeting the areas where we know we've got a large fair number of population that, but yet still seems to be manageable. And we've worked with USDA and their science and technology team to uh, actually we're doing some research in that area to, to try to figure out what the best techniques to treat are. So we're using uh, chemical pesticides to, to treat in, in those areas, but we'll also be following up with some other methods in the winter to uh, target the egg masses. So this could go to Tony or or to Dan. Is there anything preventative vineyards uh, can do, or you've talked about doing, um, you know, to try to try to prevent the SLF from from getting there? I I don't believe there's anything preventative that we can do other than if there's tree of heaven around, cut it down, get rid of it, wild grapevines along the edge of the woods, those types of things. But uh, if the population is going to move through Ohio, we're going to see it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, mean, I think that this insect is such a good hitchhiker, you know, that it, it can lay its eggs on anything um, and be transported. It's it's really, it's not the type of insect we're going to, we're going to have a lot of success stopping the movement over, over a long period of time. So Dan, I know 
you know, the, the Department of Ag isn't working alone in this. You're collaborating with other states out there. Yeah, absolutely. We work through, the, um, there's a group that, that we're involved with nationally. It's called the National Plant Board, and it's people who do jobs like mine throughout, throughout the country, all 50 states, and, and even Puerto Rico and Guam. And we meet regularly and talk about bug problems. And, and this certainly is at the top of that list nationally, especially in the eastern part and, and coming into the into the Midwest here. So we do a lot of uh, learning lessons from our neighbors and, and we're, we look to Pennsylvania um, and we are fortunate that that they've already you know, kind of done a lot of this work um, under fire, unfortunately for them, but, but we've been able to see some of the techniques that they're using and we can learn from what their uh, educators have, have documented and learned and put out for fact sheets and best practices. And then here in Ohio, we're, we're working you know, together with with our university extension folks and uh, ODNRs helping. Um, we have local uh, federal USDA folks helping as well, uh, as well as various other uh, Metro Parks people and things like that that are interested in assisting any way they can. And obviously the, the, the Ohio Grape uh, Industries Committee as well. And, and Tony, I know, you know, the grape uh, and wine industry, you, you guys are a pretty tight knit group. I know you, you all talk a lot. So I'm I'm guessing this is something that's talked about in the industry as well. It is. It's talked about a lot in the industry. The tough thing now is going into harvest. Everybody's on their own time schedules. You know, I think harvest started here this week in our area. We haven't started and won't till next week, um, but everybody's getting their 18, 20 hour days in to try to figure out and get ready for harvest. But I think if anyone were to see, see the spotted wing here, everybody would know about it in a matter of minutes, that's for sure. What are we missing? Anything else you guys want to want to say? If you see it, you know, see something, say something, right? Yeah, Megan, you know, we have our website that has a reporting tool, really encourage people to utilize that to do reporting if they can get a picture uh, and a location to us through that Spotted Lanternfly website reporting tool. That's the optimum way for us to receive the information and be able to respond to it. I want to go back to something, Dan, that you said. So um, one way to eradicate this is we just stomp on them. Is that what we should start doing? <laughs> well, hopefully we're not seeing enough, but that's what they're doing. Stomp that's the yard on those things. <laughs> Yeah, I think I sent you a, a headline a couple days ago about uh, the the program in Pennsylvania. They've they've gotten pretty pretty low tech uh, methods that they're using, as well as high tech methods. I'm sure. But, you know, whatever works, whatever works. I think I think we should set uh, Lauren's uh, giant dog out there to kind of run around and stomp all over. Him. Maybe she can roll on a few. <laughs> You know, we could release the hound on those spotted lantern flights. I think she would really do some damage. Yeah. <laughs> I Tony, like... I'll bring her on up if you need her. Okay, just let me know. <laughs> bring her up. She'd get along good with our winery dog. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony and Dan, for uh, being on this week. This is... um. This is an important issue, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about it. So we appreciate you uh, being here to discuss it. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Go out and support your local vineyards and wineries, and we, uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to us chat. <laughs> See you next week. Cultivating Combos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed 
And like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.